Hello ladies, welcome back. I'm so glad to be back on air. We had our annual fundraiser a few weeks ago and so our team just took a little rest um, just to rejuvenate and recharge so that we could be the best versions of ourselves. and so glad to be back and um, I'm really excited about this episode. Uh, Abby is going to be guiding us through understanding the power of the Holy Spirit and that is a very transformational thing. As we're approaching summer, I just hope and pray that you all have very fulfilling, full summers, full of wonderful, beautiful experiences with friends and family and those that matter most to you. There's the Casey Musgraves quote in a song that says, Say what you think, love who you love, because you just get so many trips around the sun. Yeah, you only live once. And I feel like the older that you get, the more and more you realize it's so true. And it's so easy to say, I'll do that one day, or I'll do that one year, or sometime I'm going to do that. And then you start to realize you only have so many of those, and every day truly is such a gift. So in John, the book of John in the Bible, Jesus says he came to give us life and life to the full. And so I'm just praying a summer and a life to the full over all of you. And I pray that you get to embrace it with your family and your friends as much as you possibly can. I pray for deep, meaningful connections with those that you love. And I'm excited for what this episode has to offer as a kickoff of summer. So let's jump right in. In this trauma-informed segment, I want to revisit the topic of self-care. I know that we have talked about it before, but I just want to go back there because I myself recently had to have a reminder of how important it is to recharge yourself and to take care of yourself. I think so many times as women and as mothers and as wives, And once again, just women in general, we're naturally nurturing, we're naturally caregivers. And it's so easy to focus on everyone else in the room, everyone else in your life, making sure everyone else's needs are met. But there's an old adage that you can't pour from an empty cup. And that's extremely true. It's true in ministry for those of us that serve, but it's true for everyone. And also, you know, there's a saying, I believe it's more secular, but we, how can we expect others to love us well if we don't love ourselves well? We teach others how it's okay to treat us. And so how good are you being to you? Sometimes self-care may look like just making decisions to stop hurting yourself, stop neglecting your body, stop overstretching yourself stop putting things in it that you shouldn't Um, start you know eating more healthy or exercising or whatever that looks like but sometimes it also looks different for each individual person Um, I am I'm mentoring someone for the first time in my life and and that's been a really fun and exciting journey uh, so far it's it's really fresh and new and I'm excited about it and just hoping and praying I do it well and that I honor God through it. 
But uh, my mentee was talking yesterday with me. We were talking about self-care. And um, she really is um, recharged or, you know, music is just really therapeutic for her. And she's relearning the piano, which was something that she did as a child. But now, as an adult, she's revisiting it because she realized how much it meant to her when she was younger, even though she took it for granted. Um, And I just thought about, you know, sometimes, and unfortunately for some of us, it's a very small window of time. Maybe you've never experienced it. But I think about before the world got a hold of us and chewed us up and spit us out, what you were naturally drawn to as a child um, just in your interests and hobbies, the things you're passionate about, the things that you love. Sometimes I think that's the purest, truest version of us. And so I just encourage you. And of course we grow and we learn and we mature and we develop out of certain seasons. There may be things that you were interested in at the time that didn't serve you as an adult. But, you know, I just think back, you know, my, my friends was music Um, I was sharing with her that it sounds silly, but just how much bath time means to me. And I think it's because it's the one corner of my little world I can go to where I'm completely undisturbed. Um, I have full and complete privacy. I can disappear for even if it's just 20 minutes or so. Um, and I'm in my most vulnerable state, you know, obviously I don't bathe with my clothes on and I'm in there and I'm alone and I'm naked like I came into the world and I'm in this water and just sorting everything out in my head and you'd be amazed how just recharged and how much better I feel if I do that even just once a week or every two weeks or whatever you know for her allowing herself to practice and to play and I know for my husband he is a musician and it is so freeing and so good for him if he allows himself to play on a regular basis his musician friends one in particular um, that knows him really well she can tell immediately whether he's been allowing himself to play in his free time or not you know when she sees him and I just think that speaks volumes but so you know it can even be I've had a friend I I work um, by trade as a a dental assistant in a dental office and I've had a friend that loved coloring books and you know that's that's something that not a lot of adults will still hang on to of course now there's more adult coloring books than than there were years ago it's kind of a thing now but even before it was she held on to it because she could just space out in her mind and just be free and just do that coloring book and it it fulfilled her made her feel happy it wasn't for anyone or anything um you know sometimes of course, it's great. Um, I feel like women are so um, business-minded at times, and they're entrepreneurs, and they want to turn every little hobby into a side hustle, and they want to be able to generate money off of it, and that's wonderful. You know, business mindset speaking, what a great idea. Do something you love as a side piece, but I would encourage you to have something that you do for self-care that you get no monetary gain from, that it's not for anyone or anything but you. It's okay 
to be what you would consider selfish in that aspect, to be able to recharge you so that you can love the people in your life the way that you're wanting to. Um, you have to love yourself the way you deserve it first. And so I just want to encourage you to really branch out, um, to revisit maybe another thing for me was dance. And, um, you know, I took dance as a child, ballet, tap, jazz, um, and I just loved it. I, I was so happy when I got to do it. Uh, it's just free. And, you know, then you get to a certain age, and I think maybe it's after children, and, you know, it's like your your dance moves are dated, and you're not necessarily quote-unquote cool anymore. But I just eventually come to the realization, that's not what I'm doing it for, that's not who I'm doing it for, and so I just love putting on music while I'm in the kitchen cooking and me and my children dancing and singing and having a good time and just revisiting that freedom and that joy of my youth uh, to just be and to allow myself to let go and to be fully present in the moment and it's just a wonderful experience and all of this did not come naturally I spent so many years being so spread thin and pouring everything out for others that whenever, you know, I got, was crawling out of my dark season, my counselor was talking to me about self-care and I was furious. I was like, I can't believe you would suggest me to be so selfish. And she said, this is going to take a mind shift for you, but this is not selfish. This is selfless because you're doing it so that you can continue to do what you're wanting to do, which is serve others. And so that was very eye-opening for me, and I had to see it in a different light because I had just always been so... um, I actually think as a child I was more prone to be selfish. And then whenever I realized it, I realized that wasn't what I wanted to become, that I tried to push so hard against it that I went to the other extreme, and I became... Um, a little bit negligent of myself and or a lot of it <laughs> and so um, it was a journey to get that back but I'm just hoping and praying that you you all do that that um, you start to think about to make a conscious effort for what is going to help me find peace in my heart what's going to help me fill my love cup up for my own self and I just encourage you to try to find that thing and to try to do it at least once this week and I just pray blessings over you all and let's get to our next segment okay we are back with our dear friend Abby and this podcast, Abby's going to be talking to us about the power that comes with the Holy Spirit. So I'm really excited about this. I I feel like once you get a hold of this, it is very life changing. And so I'm excited for what Abby's going to bring. So without further ado, Miss Abby. I always feel like when you introduce me in these, (laughs) that I should come in with something like really clever. And I'm just literally like, uh, hi. (laughs) So here, it's me again. Yeah. (laughs) Um, This is once again, something that I had been feeling. And then my pastor actually kind of preached on it a little bit for the last two weeks. He went a different direction than what I want to share with y'all 
in this podcast, but I really want to talk about the power, the source of the power, the power to overcome, the power to um, do all the things that God is calling us to do. And it is the power for us as believing Christians is the third person of the Godhead. It is the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of misinformation out there about the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, I grew up, uh, we call them the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. And um, I think sometimes even with that, people, you say Holy Ghost and they're just like, ooh. Mm-hmm. You know, um, whatever you... I promise, whatever you think you know about the Holy Spirit, when you become intimate with Him and you allow Him to be the Lord of your heart and you allow Him to rule and reign over you, He is not who you thought He was. Mm -hmm. And He will surprise you in the most loving and amazing ways. Mm -hmm. I would not be here today without the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, He has been... Um, literally my salvation, not just through my belief in Jesus at the cross, but I'm talking about in life situations Mm -hmm. where I know looking back, if I had not listened to the unction of the Holy Spirit, I had not gone a different route in a drive, or I had not um, listened to that little check Mm -hmm. telling me don't trust that person or don't get in the car with them or don't do this or don't do that. I think there were probably multiple times in my life where I would have been either injured or, or somehow abused mm-hmm. or even possibly murdered in one situation. And so he has been my salvation in a very mm-hmm. literal way. Yes. Um, I think that we sometimes get into a ritual of um, religion where, you know, we think if we click this box and we do this and we check this and we check that, that somehow we're okay if we go to church or We read our Bible and all of those things are wonderful. And if we really have a heart for God and we really love him and want to be in his presence, those things will come naturally. They're not to do lists. Mm -hmm. But I think in that routines, we sometimes miss out on the intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And I know I have been in seasons in my life where life was just coming at me very hard. Um, if you're a a mother with young littles, there is a season where you're doing good. If you get a shower, Mm -hmm. Um, you don't have the time for long drawn out, you know, prayer services with the Lord. Yeah. (laughs) And I do think we all have seasons like that. There's been seasons in my life where I'm dealing with sickness and with myself or with a family member. And there wasn't a whole lot of downtime. Mm -hmm. I was constantly in motion. Um, and so the beauty of the Holy spirit is that he's in us. Mm -hmm. We have the power of the Holy Spirit when we accept Christ. We get that. Mm-hmm. That is, we are sealed by the Holy Spirit. And so immediately, we have this extra ability to hear His voice. Mm-hmm. When we're baptized in the Holy Spirit, we become fully submerged in the Holy Spirit. So He's not only whispering inside of us. He is around us. Mm -hmm. He is guiding us. He is speaking to us. We are communicating with him on a heavenly level. Mm -hmm. So I just want to talk about, you know, kind of the reasons why we need the Holy Spirit. There are so many um, examples throughout scripture of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the things that he does for us. Um, Second Timothy talks about for the spirit of God gave, gave us uh, that he gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Um, 
especially now in this day and time, I feel like there's a measure that we all need to be brave mm-hmm. to be able to stand up for what's right because all the world around us is screaming what is right and it is nowhere near what is godly or holy or truly right, quote mm-hmm. unquote. And so in order to just be brave and say, no, that's not truth. You know, everyone has this thing about, well, that's my truth. Well, that may be your truth, but, but that is not one the truth. truth. Yeah. <laughs> the truth, his name is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that is not who he is. Mm-hmm. So I think there, that more than ever, we need that measure. But we're not timid, that we're brave and that we're um, bold. Mm-hmm. And the power to be bold in that comes from the Holy Spirit. The power to stand because we have the conviction. You may have an argument. But I have the conviction of experience. And regardless of what argument you come at me with, I know what I know because I've experienced it. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to change my mind or my heart. Mm-hmm. And that conviction and, and experience with the Holy Spirit has allowed me to stand in the face of lies. When the enemy mm-hmm. is screaming at me, when it's no one around, there's no one to call, there's no one to bail me out. And the enemy come had come from my mind and was screaming all these lies. That was the Holy Spirit that brought the word to my mind that mm-hmm. helped me remember who I was that helped me remember his truth over me mm-hmm. of what his word really said that I could do like Jesus did and say and sometimes it was to myself and maybe sometimes it was to the enemy but I would say out loud you know my bible says this my bible says that and I could feel the holy spirit rising up in me I could feel that strength and that power and, and that just courage to rise up and say, no, I'm not accepting this. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what my feelings tell me, regardless of what my thoughts are screaming at me, this is not who I am and this is not why I was made. And there is no other God who has that real and present help in time of trouble but our God. Mm-hmm. And Jesus walked with these disciples. He taught them. They saw miracles after miracles after miracles. And when he got ready to leave, he told them. They had even encountered the Holy Spirit. He had breathed on them and they had become full of the Holy Spirit to go and be able to witness about his resurrection. To be able to go and do some of the miracles and things that he had done. But when he was leaving this earth, he said to them, it is better that I go. Mm -hmm. So that I can send the comforter. Mm -hmm. So that you have me here in a form, even though I am going to be absent in body. Mm -hmm. And do not leave Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. You go and stay there until he comes. Mm -hmm. And I always think about that. If these people who walked with Jesus, who saw the miracles, who had experienced a measure of that power themselves could not start their earthly ministries without the power of the Holy Spirit. How much more do we, that far removed from his earthly walk, and in the days and times, because the night grows darker mm-hmm. and longer, mm-hmm. <laughs> do we need that power? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, Absolutely. I listened to uh, a electrician who deals with um, power in big quantities, talking about when you've worked with electricity and you've seen the power and the force of it, you get to a point where... Uh, you know, just doing little jobs, it isn't enough. You want the excitement. You want to see the power in a much larger scale. And so when you get to a certain level of dealing with with electricity, you actually have equipment um, that helps protect you, but also helps you be able to control. And there are actually people who wear special suits and, and 
gloves and they can actually like manipulate power and cause it to go a certain direction as it's needed and bypass it and and I thought about what an example that is for us as Christians because the wonderful thing about the Holy Spirit is that the more of him you want the more of him he'll give you <laughs> when your heart is submitted to him and here's here's the thing about power is power is <clears throat> given to the humble mm-hmm if you're prideful, you're not worthy of the power and you will not get it Yeah, because he is a jealous God and mm-hmm. his glory he will not share with another. Mm-hmm. The empowering of the Holy Spirit is to magnify and point to Jesus. Mm-hmm. It is that Jesus be lifted up that he would draw all men into. Mm-hmm. It is not for us to build a program right. or a platform or a name for ourselves or to be able to boast in any, in fact, in Second Corinthians, he said, I, the Lord said to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. Mm-hmm. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in my weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecution, in difficulties. Because when I am weak... Then I am strong. Mm-hmm. Well, if you look at that on the surface, that really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it in the, through the eyes of the Holy Spirit and you understand what he's saying, that, you know, <clears throat> the times that I handle persecution, I make a mess of it. Mm-hmm. The times that I handle insults, I get my feelings hurt. I end up wounded. Mm-hmm. But if I have the power of the Holy Spirit operating me, then I, it's like I've got those special gloves. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I can manipulate this power, the power of God, that I don't respond like the world responds. Mm-hmm. I don't react. These insults and things, they're not going to trigger anything in me because through the power of the Holy Spirit, Christ is being magnified. Mm-hmm. I can look through the source of what I'm dealing with and realize, you know what? My Bible's already warned me that I'm not wrestling with flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what mouthpiece is being used right now, this is a spirit coming after me and I'm not going to respond to it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to forgive, release, and love that person. Yeah. And that is only through the power of the Holy Spirit that we can do things like that. Mm-hmm. It is not in our own strength. It is not in our own moral fiber. Um, (laughs) I don't even know that I am, um, a nice enough person (laughs) that I could fake it. I mean, honestly, I don't know that that's in me. Mm -hmm. I think I got a little bit too much sass. Mm -hmm. Um, I know there are times when that was you, Lord, Mm -hmm. that was definitely you because Mm -hmm. the old me would have reacted totally different. Yes. And, you know, I just, the more that I have gotten to know him, the more that I love him. Mm -hmm. I love his friendship. I love his counsel. Mm -hmm. And I love what he's doing, what I see him doing in people, this desire that we're all feeling. Like, it feels like there is a countdown, a clock somewhere that's just ticking. Mm -hmm. And... The world seems to also be reacting to it. It just feels like the level of chaos has been turned way up. Mm -hmm. And there's so much noise Mm -hmm. that 
I'm longing for that still quiet voice. I'm trying to get in that place of, of like a cave, like Elijah mm-hmm. in the cave. He wasn't, you know, the spirit of God wasn't in the whirlwind. Mm-hmm. He was in this still small voice. And I'm looking for that. Like mm-hmm. I need that quiet. I want to hear him speak to me and know that it was him. Mm-hmm. And that power is what controls my tongue. Mm-hmm. It's what controls my temper. When my flesh takes over, it's what convicts me. Mm-hmm that my flesh took over and calls me back to him. Mm-hmm. It is his spirit that is saying, you know, Jesus said when he was here, abide in me, remain in me. Mm-hmm. Well, let me just break it down for everybody. Your flesh doesn't like that. Yeah. Your flesh is going to wake up every day, finding new ways to go its own way, mm-hmm. to do its own thing. That's why he said daily, I crucify yeah. myself mm-hmm. and pick up my cross. That is a act of your will. Yeah. And there, you know, I have lived in that cycle where my will, I wanted to leave the unhealthy relationship. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get out of debt. I mm-hmm. wanted to eat better. I wanted to do these things. I wanted to be a better mom. My will was there. My flesh was willing, but I was weak. Mm-hmm. And kept going back to, it's like a dog to your vomit. You keep going back to these same patterns trying to figure out, what, have, what am I doing? Why does this keep happening? Why do I keep, why is the name change, but it's the same dude over yes. and over again? Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Same as it ever was, you know. Um, it's through the power of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. that you get the spiritual awakening, that you get the power to be able yes. to recognize what it is in you mm-hmm. that needs healing. Mm-hmm. Number one, what is broken mm-hmm. that is causing you to walk with that limp, mm-hmm. and number two, the power to to get your spirit and your will and your mind and emotions all in Him. That you can actually be healed and be delivered and be set free. Mm-hmm. And he said, not by your mind, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I think that we have, that's something because of all the religion, because of all the um, things that people have seen it abused. The Holy Spirit has kind of been made into a weirdo mm-hmm. or made into something to be fearful of or... Or even a show sometimes. Yes. Yeah. And and that to me is as sickening and disheartening as someone who says he's not real. Mm-hmm. Or that it was only for the day of Pentecost. Because mm-hmm. I, the Holy Spirit speaks to me every day. Yeah. Numerous times a day we talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I know my redeem, Redeemer lives because I spoke to him this morning. Mm-hmm. And that is through the power of the Holy Spirit that we have that communion. That is, it says the Holy Spirit is what brings revelation through his word. Mm-hmm. You know, these are just words on a page without the Holy Spirit to bring knowledge and understanding. Mm-hmm. We need him yeah. desperately. Every day. And he is a person. Mm-hmm. He is a third person of the Godhead. Mm-hmm. So let's not dishonor him and disrespect him by trying to use him mm-hmm. in some unholy way to bring spotlight to us. Mm-hmm. You know, humility is the currency of heaven. Yeah. And honor is the currency of heaven. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you walk in humility, you automatically honor people. You honor God. You honor your leadership that you're under. And you uh, you honor the person that you're ministering to and that you're in fellowship with. Mm-hmm. Humility and honor to me are almost synonymous. They are very much tied together. Mm-hmm. And if we want to see God working in our lives, we want the power to overcome. We need to be honoring the Holy spirit, mm-hmm. walking in humility, understanding that this is not about our ability. This is not about our strengths. And this is not about our weakness. This is about the power of God in us 
And as we stay true to his word, in communion with him, in daily communion with him, talking with him, you know, Joel, the prophecy in Joel that, that is quoted that Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost and spoke to them, you know, they were evidently so exuberant in the Holy Spirit that the people around them thought it's an early hour and these people have literally been drinking. Mm-hmm. And he stood up and said, no, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. This is what Joel prophesied. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Mm-hmm. Your sons and daughters are going to prophesy. They're going to dream dreams and they're going to see visions. And I felt like at any time in, in the history of humanity on the kingdom calendar, we are walking into more and more of those days. Mm-hmm. And there is going to be more and more power and more and more of his spirit. And he's looking for the humble. He's looking for the, humil- the humility in us, in our hearts, to fix our eyes on Jesus. Mm-hmm. And to seek his spirit, to seek his will in our lives. It not be about our programs and our fame and our platforms and our agendas. Mm-hmm. But to, to lay it all down, and I, one, one day in prayer, I was really focused on the beauty of our groom. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, a very popular song that's quoting scripture. It talks about, I know your eyes are like flames of fire. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about flames of fire and how that, to me, that always symbolized not just the fierceness, but his, his, his passion mm-hmm. for his bride. Mm-hmm. And that he's gone, but he's coming back for us. Mm-hmm. He's He misses us. He wants to hold us as much as we long to see and hold him. And I thought about when you're walking down the aisle, how you lock eyes with your groom. Mm-hmm. And you everything else fades away. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's kind of where we need to live here. Right. We need to live in that posture of like, I've only got eyes for you. Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, let me lock eyes with the fierce love of Jesus mm-hmm. because when you're walking down that aisle it's like that love and that that passion that you feel for one another it's pulling you toward that person mm-hmm. and you're in your little love bubble mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't matter if the two year old's screaming yeah. if a flower girl just chunked her basket and head for the hills <laughs> you don't see it you don't care Yeah, you've only got eyes for your groom and mm-hmm. you cannot wait to be his and mm-hmm. that is I feel like what the Lord is looking for his eyes are roaming the earth and he's looking for those who are looking for him. Where mm-hmm. are the lovers? Where mm-hmm. are my lovers? Where are the ones who will steward my power mm-hmm. and not try to steal my glory? Yeah. They only have eyes for me. They only want to see my kingdom come, my will be done. Mm-hmm. And I want to be there. I want to be in that. I want to be found in that place of humility. I want yes. to be found in that place. I want to have power in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't want to come across someone that's hurting and broken and that needs Jesus and just basically give them a platitude and a pat on the shoulder and say, well, I'll be praying for you. I want to be able to do what they did in Acts chapter two. I want to lay hands on the sick mm-hmm. and see them recover. I want to do all the things. And if anyone is wondering, well, you know, I don't know much about the Holy Spirit. I don't know um, if this is all really like, is this even scriptural? I would encourage you to go to Mark 16, 17. Um, it says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils and shall they speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken them this unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat at the right hand of God. And see, I think that's the other confusing part people don't understand is that Jesus is seated in heaven mm-hmm. making intercession for us. He's preparing a place for us. He's, he's making our, our home. Mm-hmm. He's building our house that we're going to live 
with him. Mm -hmm. um, and God the Father is on the throne. Mm -hmm. So it's the Holy Spirit, that third person of the Trinity, mm -hmm. that is here on earth with us, walking this thing out. Mm -hmm. It's the thing that's going to get us home. We mm -hmm. need him here to get there. Mm -hmm. He is the empowerment to be able to see our king face to face. Yeah. He is what allows for us to be made holy in order to stand in the presence of God. Yeah. We are the living extension and body of Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. He mm -hmm. is what prepares us, equips us. And we can do all these things when we have that power. He's and like I, our lighthouse in the shore yes. in the darkness, you know? Yes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and sometimes that whole, that lighthouse is, is telling us there's danger. Yeah. There's danger. You know, our, John Eldridge said, a foghorn at a dinner party is obnoxious. Mm-hmm. But to the lost ship at sea, it's a lifesaver. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the, fall, the Holy Spirit is going off in us like a foghorn. And maybe we don't want to hear it. Maybe he, the Holy Spirit is, has been trying so desperately to get our attention and we've been ignoring it. But he'll actually speak through someone around us. Mm -hmm. And it's very important to listen to the Holy Spirit. When he's sitting there warning there, he's telling you there is danger ahead. Mm -hmm. And we need discernment of the Holy Spirit. We need him to guide us when things are danger and when things are um, not in order, when the motivation is not what it should be. I've had the Lord convict me of very little simple things because the motivation of my heart was was out of order. Mm -hmm. It wasn't in alignment mm -hmm. with what he had for me. And I was going to end up hurt. I was going to end up um, or hurting someone else, which mm -hmm. would never be my intention. Um, but he has that wisdom. He has that knowledge. He has the foreknowledge. He was there when God said, let us make man in our image. Mm -hmm. And he's here with us now. Yes. And he's the one that he qualifies us mm -hmm. for every good work. He yes. is the power. Mm -hmm. You know, we're just an empty light stand if we don't plug into the power. Mm -hmm. We can have all the things in place, but if we're not plugged into the power, mm -hmm. we're not going to shine. Right. We're not going to serve any purpose. We're not going to do anything. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's really where I'm living right now and wanted to share and encourage others. Like, seek the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Be fully submerged in Him. Mm -hmm. Drown in the Holy Spirit. I, I don't want there to be any part of me remaining. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that when others look at me, they see Jesus. And the only way that's going to happen is for me to have the power of the Holy Spirit to be able to nail my flesh to the cross every day and walk this thing out. And one thing I do want to say um, for women that maybe come from a more conservative background with that, you know, I grew up in a church that was taught on um, God the Father and Jesus the Son, but the Holy Spirit we may mention he existed, but you're not going to get any feedings on what that means or what he does mm -hmm. or how you grow in it. And so I was afraid of it, not in the sense of like literally like you're afraid of a ghost or a spirit, but I was afraid of it because it was marked wrong mm -hmm. and it was marked weird, like you mm -hmm. said, or um, just a direction you didn't want to go in. But like Abby said, you know, once you begin to experience it or I mean even if you really start walking out your walk with Christ like she said that still small voice that speaks to you that is him mm -hmm. and you don't have to be afraid of it and the more you press in like Abby said and the more you want of it his word promises the more you'll receive of it 
and rivers of living water will flow through you. And once you get to finally experience what that means, and that it's not just for his elite select few, that it's something that is available to all of us that call on his name. If we so choose, God is a gentleman. He's not going to force it to us. He's not going to force feed it to us. He's not going to pour it down our throat. But if we ask, we don't have to be worried that his cup is going to pass by us and that it's for everyone but us. If we ask for it, we can trust and believe that it's for us too. And that it's not something that you have to be afraid of. Because God is a gentleman, once again. And He's going to slowly take you deeper and deeper in levels that you can understand. And experience that's going to be good for you, not overwhelming. And yes. not scary. And you don't he have to fear it. He where you're at. Yes. He is very much the gentleman. Mm -hmm. And, you know... Receiving the, the power of the Holy Spirit is very much the same faith that you receive your salvation. Yes. And it is very much a gift, freely given, mm -hmm. but is received by faith. Mm -hmm. And um, it is, I think it probably breaks the heart of God that people live in so much fear mm -hmm. and disbelief of the Holy Spirit because it is part of Him. Mm -hmm. it, is, it is who He is. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it would be like, me being a wonderful wife and a really great friend and my children fearing me as a mother. That would mm -hmm. break my heart. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm all of those things in one. Mm -hmm. And I want them to know my heart in all of those aspects. Mm -hmm. And I, God wants us to know his heart in his fullness, the fullness of who he is. And we have to receive and accept every part of that and mm -hmm. who he is. And the Holy Spirit is what gives you the power to do that. It's yeah. what gives you the power to understand him as the word. Mm -hmm. It helps you in your daily walk it helps you crucify your flesh it gives you the power to do the miracles that jesus performed because he said in my name you will do even more mm -hmm. but go and get my spirit before you start your earthly ministry boys mm -hmm. go and tarry in jerusalem until you be endued with power mm -hmm. he is the power to do all of those miracles he is the power to to live our lives in this walk in this day and in this time mm -hmm. he is that that thing that the world is craving mm -hmm. crying out for all the earth is groaning for and doesn't know what to, to call it and there's so many counterfeits mm -hmm. the enemy tries to fake that same power yeah. he tries to use those same giftings of the discernment mm -hmm. the manifestations he tries to mimic all of that mm -hmm. because he's a spiritual being too he knows it's real mm -hmm. he knows the power that's in it so if he can offer a counterfeit for it mm -hmm. of course he's going to try mm -hmm. but what you said about rivers of living water that to me i feel like is the biggest if i could rate the holy spirit 10 out of 10 <laughs> <laughs> which would really be more like a million out of you know yeah. it's like it would be that he brought healing and nourishment to the dry and weary land of my soul. Mm -hmm. I was a barren desert place, cracked soil, miles deep. And he has given me streams in the desert. Mm -hmm. He has made my life like a well-watered garden. Mm -hmm. And my prayer is that others will be drawn to it like an oasis and they can be filled with his spirit. It mm -hmm. will be like the woman of the well. The water I give you to drink, you'll never thirst again. Mm -hmm. And that's what he's been for me. I've never been thirsty again for the yeah. things of this world once I've been fully submerged in the Holy Spirit. Nothing mm -hmm. has the desires over me. I don't, I don't crave my old desires i don't have the the want for the things that i they have no shine on them anymore i've mm -hmm. seen them for the cheap substitutes mm -hmm. i've seen the fallout of their the consequences mm -hmm. of those things mm -hmm. 
And I've actually now walked with the Lord long enough to understand that when he was warning us of those, it wasn't because he was some party pooper who didn't want us to have a good time. He was trying to protect us. He knew it was a counterfeit and it Mm -hmm. wouldn't feed our soul. Mm -hmm. And so that really blesses me that you said that because that I would say that is probably the most succinct description I could say for the Holy Spirit. He Mm -hmm. is... He is the water. He is the drink of water mm-hmm. when you've been in the desert and yeah. you're parched and you're about, you think you're about to die. He is that long drink of water that fills your soul, mm-hmm. that satisfies you like nothing else can and heals all of those broken and wounded places. He is very much a life source. He is very much the thing that you, maybe you're in, even in a place where you're, you're like, something is missing. I'm not catching it. I'm reading my Bible. I'm going to church. I'm doing the right thing, quote unquote. I'm, I'm striving. Well, guess what? There's good news. When you have the Holy Spirit, there isn't any striving. Yeah. You don't have to strive mm-hmm. because you have the power. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage anyone listening to this to get into a secret place with them. Get into a quiet place. And like Sally said, it doesn't have to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. If The Bible says if you ask, you'll receive. Mm-hmm. If you seek him, you will find him. Mm-hmm. You can get real with God in your, and you can say, Lord, I want more of this power that mm-hmm. she's talking about. I want to experience that healing and that oasis of your love and your power. I want to see you manifest in my life and be able to walk out of these chains that I feel in my life. And I promise you, if you seek him, you will find him. Yes. That is all we have for this episode, ladies. I hope that you've enjoyed it. I hope that Abby's segment opened your mind and maybe helped clear up any misconceptions you may have had about the Holy Spirit and what it means and how that works. And I hope that you're able to let go of any reservations that you had or any fears or misconceptions that you had. I hope that you're able to embrace your relationship with the Holy Spirit in a new way and that He's able to take you deeper in your journey with Christ. And I just hope and pray that it's transformational for your life. These first few weeks of June, I just once again, I hope and pray that it is full for you. Not full with busyness, but full with the good stuff, full of deep, meaningful connections, full of family time, full of love and laughter. And I just, I pray protection and blessings over you for these weeks to come and can't wait to join in with you again.